0: and welcome to this edition of fresh hope for mental health our mission here at fresh hope for mental health is to empower you to live well in spite of your mental health challenge by sharing insights through interviews practical tools for living well encouragement and courage for overcoming all from a christian perspective and now here's your host pastor brad Hayes.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to this edition of Fresh Hope for Mental Health. I'm Brad Haifs, your host, and our goal here at Fresh Hope for Mental Health is to empower you to live well in spite of having a mental health diagnosis. And we're gonna talk about living well in spite of emotional issues, mental health issues today with my guest, Janelle Rardon. Am I saying your last name?
2: It's rare, like a rare oh, donkey, but it so is I, not a problem. I, Brad,
1: I just yes, I am so sorry. Yes, we both had abrupt beginnings to our day today.
2: We did. Just we did. to be
1: upfront about it, right?
2: Absolutely. And we we're not totally in the
1: we're not in the same don't. place for, but it was kind of for the same reason. So, but uh, <laughs> we'll be taking care of that later.
2: <laughs> we will absolutely.
1: Anyway, but uh, Janelle, it's great to have you with us. You're in Kansas today and you're normally out of the East Coast, right?
2: I am totally. I live in Virginia, but I've been uh, three weeks now in Kansas, two more to go. I have my second grandchild, a grandbaby boy. And so, yep, I have come here to um, welcome him into this world. So I'm in a little Airbnb tucked away by myself right now, but a whole bunch of family starts coming in tomorrow. So we're going to have a a fam jam to have the two newborn cousins meet each other because my first grandchild came in April.
1: So Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, Grandparenting is a fabulous thing, isn't it?
2: It's just everything everyone told me it would be. Like my face hurts from smiling. My heart is just melting. It's um, everything everyone told me.
1: And it's so fun having fun mm. It's just a totally different relationship. We've got four we've got four grandchildren, and the oldest Ooh. is eighteen. and the two young I'm
2: going to be very old when they're eighteen, yeah,
1: well <laughs> it's it's so fun. It's so fun. We got a late start, yeah. Tell me about who you are and what you do.
2: Who am I, Brad? Who am I? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I juggle a lot of uh, plates. Spin a lot of plates, but primarily I'm an author and a podcast host. I am a board-certified life coach that specializes in trauma-informed marriage and family systems. I love yeah. that whole world of family systems. Yeah, I think it's my truest calling.
1: Isn't that? A felt- yeah, it's so complicated.
2: It is so complicated. And I think that's why I love that. I say all the time, why do I love trauma? And why do I love family systems? Probably because my own was so complicated. And I think if you talk to most counselors, therapists, uh, anyone in the mental health professional, a lot of it, if you pare down, is due to our own personal need for understanding. Right. You and I have talked a lot about that. Yeah. And how to make meaning of it. And now I really have a passion for being a bridge, I guess you would say, or, or a teacher of bringing faith and mental health together. Yes, because the faith community has sorely lacked, as you have written, and we had such honest conversation on my podcast about uh, the lack of understanding and teaching. Yeah, Good healthy and, teaching.
1: And in some cases, even damaging things that happen. Very,
2: where, very myself um, included. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah. Well, it's it's great to I yes, I was on Janelle's podcast, which is the name of your podcast is
2: Today's Heartlift with Janelle. Yep.
1: Yeah. And uh, if you've never listened to her podcast, I'd encourage you to check it out because uh, she's got lots of good topics and she had guests like me. So, you know, that was
2: <laughs> one of the highest ranking ones, I will say, but, because your story was so authentic and candid well, and you were so honest <laughs> and it was a two-parter because it was so honest and so in-depth. And I think oh, you good. definitely helped a lot of people understand uh mental health a lot better
1: good good Mm -hmm. well
2: especially within the church every time I, by the way every time by the way i pass by the lutheran church here in the person i smile and i think of you Uh, you're the only lutheran pastor i've ever met
1: (laughs) (laughs) well don't let me be uh um a avatar for what you think they're all like
2: (laughs) No, I'm so curious. I'm like, I really want to go in there and see what this whole Lutheran thing's about because I've been in a lot of denominations, but not Lutheran.
1: So, oh yeah. Well, if you were in a traditional one, you would think, well, is this Catholic or Episcopalian or a yes. little bit like that, but um, well, you have a book and I want you to talk about the book, book and, and how uh, what, how people could get a hold of you and all of that kind of stuff. So, Just start Mm -hmm. wherever you'd like to start.
2: Well, I wrote this book. It's my Uh third book, Stronger Every Day, Nine Tools for an Emotionally Healthy You. And I wrote that book primarily, of course, out of my own personal need to understand primarily attachment and attachment theory. What is secure and insecure attachment? So when I had discovered that in my journey of healing, I made a vow, literally, that how did I not know about this? I've been through my master's in counseling. I'm sure I learned about secure attachment. I'm sure I learned about attachment theory, but it wasn't the time for it to break open to me. And after a very difficult passage, uh, it did come to me. And I realized I don't have this thing they're calling secure attachment. And then there were other mental health, therapeutic Things and whatever you want to call them, conditions, disorders that I really had no idea about. And so, once I began my own practice and saw that my clients didn't have this information either, I thought this is a disservice. And I feel like if I could offer a basic understanding of some of the most important mental and emotional health understandings like secure attachment, memory reconsolidation, boundaries, you know, so many of just these things in our lives that if we knew them, if we understood them, our life would be completely different. And so I just fashioned initially as a guide, initially as my own research, and then it just it made its way into a book because I, I write books. That's what I do. It's part of what I do. I'm a teacher. I want to teach. I want to put something in someone's hand. Yeah, And so I I shaped these nine tools and gave a basic understanding of each of them in hopes that when someone understands them, number one, it will save them years in counseling. It will save them a lot of time, energy, and money. And it will equip them then to be their own counselor.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, just hearing about this, I'm thinking, well, I don't know that much about all of, you know, and and uh, the attachment issue, I, I'm aware of the attachment center out in Colorado, and we've actually used their services for some family Good. things here and there, but um, I'm thinking, I need to add this as a chapter um, or yes. as a unit of study for the guys in jail, because I'm creating a curriculum and I absolutely must I suspect that that is Mm -hmm. a major issue tell I would say
2: it's a major major issue probably in 99.9 percent because if you do not if you're not given and now with these two grandbabies right these little things that have come into this world and I look at them and I think it it is affirmed my belief that if we can help parents be healthy themselves, you know, that will solve so many problems down the road. You know, if a child is seen, if they're heard, if they're known, if they're cared for, if they're safe, you know. Wow, what a difference.
1: Yeah. Well, so tell me kind of the general overall thing about secure attachment. And did you say insecure attachment or?
2: Yes, if if you're... Studies show, and it's a very old study. I, I don't think they're, Hal Shorey did a, a huge study years ago that that showed that only 55% of us receive this thing called secure attachment. 45% of us do not. I would guess it's much higher now.
1: I, I would think, guess. Yeah.
2: And so that means that if you're not born into a family with two or one caregivers who are healthy emotionally and mentally, or at least purposed to be, which was my case, and you are seen, you're known, you're, you cry and you're cared for, you are safe, your nervous system feels safe. There's not massive yelling. There's not chaos. You know, I was walking down the street the other day with my daughter in law and our brand new little baby. And there's this I mean, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And there's this explosion going out in the front yard between maybe a mother, look like an elderly figure, and a child, daughter in her 30s oh. or something. And then there's like a little seven year old, and he's literally hiding behind the tree. And they are just.
1: Have an added just warf-
2: verbal warfare, and my heart wanted to race into the fire, of course, sure, but I did I did not. but I prayed for that little boy because he's not safe. He's trying to be uh, invisible. He's trying to make himself safe behind this huge tree. So any situation going on in the emotional atmosphere of the home where this child is not feeling safe and secure and seen. And I cry, I get fed. I cry, I have my diaper changed. You know, that is our inherent God given birthright, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And if we're not given that, then we develop an insecure attachment. And then there's some layers beneath that. So which means to me, this is how I say it, Brad, after my My novice research, I am not a psychiatrist or a neurologist, although I would love to be one if I was younger. I know,
1: I would love, I pretend to be (gasps) one every now and then. I pretend,
2: (laughs) I know, I love it so much, but I study all the time. It's all about the nervous system, right? Yep. So if a, you know, I have literally held this little newborn baby boy on my Right over my heart and my shoulder, two and a half, three and a half hours at a time, just whispering in his ear, You're so safe. I love you. You've been born into a family that loves and cares. We're imperfect. You know, I know it's ridiculous, but I'm just peace. You know, you, and I just know that the affect of that is going to be that everything wires in his brain appropriately. Mm -hmm. And his nervous system understands equanimity, right? It understands that state of not being hyper or hypo-vigilant. Yep. And so I believe with all of my heart that that is the work I will be doing till the day I die, is trying to help people recover that if they've not been given it. Right. So what you also do then, if you don't have that, is you start looking to other places or things for your identity oh, like who yeah. the heck am i you know i did it through performance dance you know yep. stage Good. all of that applause okay you're you're worth something
1: yep I, you're worth I've something the same thing mm-hmm. okay yep
2: i would bet a lot of us that are in uh even ministerial positions of preaching teaching being up front have that issue You know, you're going to have it anyway, but
1: you a lot of us minister out of our own brokenness because we're trying to get that put back in us or trying to get healed up. But also, I think now I minister out of what I know um, and about the healing. And it's not so much that uh, you like me and I make you happy or I'm a good, you know, whatever pastor but I'm actually giving you the tools. Um, yeah. That's
2: right. Because you don't need, you now know, which the the threefold cord I work with in my work and in my writing and everything is this threefold cord of a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns and healthy communication skills. So if I am this baby and I'm receiving all of that security it just filters way down deep into my every part of my body and my fiber, and I know who I am. I am, for me, it would be I am a Reardon. I am. You are a Hapes. You know we are. This is who we are. I don't need you to help me identify who I am.
1: Yep, exactly. I don't
2: need it anymore. Right. It's nice to be to, affirmed. I know. What I
1: yeah. I could write I, books on that. <laughs>
2: Well, please do. Um, but most of all, I want you to really write that book for the prison ministry. That's amazing. Um, but does that make sense? It's like when you have yeah. that sense of grounding, footing, well, then you just, you move through life from a whole different posture,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and you're not seeking it from a million other sources or trying to numb it.
1: Yeah. I would suspect there's a fair amount of people listening wondering did i have it or didn't i have it or how much of it did i have or not have and i i talk to a lot of people who simply cannot remember a lot of their childhood and it right. they don't necessarily think it's because they were you know that it was terrible childhood trauma or anything mm-hmm. but why is that why would that be a symptom of insecure Mm -hmm. attachment it very well could be
2: because well you understand and and we've had this conversation as well we understand that there can be little t middle t big t trauma and trauma is really the best i I know that the big t trauma is multi-layered but when we experience something that's just too big for our body like that little boy listening to that verbal warfare outside. So there's shame because I'm sure he's cognizant. There are, we were walking by, you know, his body doesn't get it. doesn't understand it. In my life, it would have been a six, seven, eight year old little girl standing in the middle of her alcoholic home, alcoholic Mm -hmm. father, mother on the phone with a woman he's having an affair with, sisters falling apart, who's eight years. You know, it's like, I know that I stood in the center of that home and went, what is going on here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Children are truly sensitive. And I have so many people argue that, oh, that can't make a difference. And I'm like, it makes all the difference.
1: Oh, of course it does. Of course it does.
2: When you don't feel safe inside your home, it just wrecks havoc on your body, beginning with the nervous system on and the nervous system runs the show. So I think that when people do say they don't really remember, you know, thank God, Brad, thank Mm -hmm. God that we have a survival mechanism, right? Right. I mean, thank the Lord God gave us that, the fight, flight, freeze, fawn. He gave us that capacity so we could endure and get through, you know, but it's, um, I think a lot of times people just don't want to activate that. And I get it because you know this, in the last 20 years, We're just, we have just discovered a trauma. That's just been not discovered it, but have finally researched it. And we have all of this information, and now it's a huge topic. 20 years ago only.
1: I know. I know. They used to
2: say, don't poke the bear, don't wake up the tiger, just, you know, leave it here. But now we have really solid tools and methodologies that we can help people walk through those things so that they can live a more meaningful yeah, life yeah. because that's what it's about. It's uh, well, just absolutely. making sense of it.
1: And, you know, I can tell you that somewhere in my own recovery, somehow I started feeling secure and not having to prove myself. And I'm not even yeah. sure it was over time, but it was almost like I wouldn't say if somebody flicked a switch.
2: No, it's yes, it,
1: but it was a little bit like a quick dimmer. Uh, you know, something yes. that's I, I love it, that. You know, um, it wasn't slow, it was rather, oh, this is what they mean. This, yes, uh, I
2: love that. I call that a download, an endowment.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, and God
2: loves you so much, he loves you so much that he doesn't want you to, you know, he has plans and purposes for I, our lives. Yeah,
1: yeah, I am good enough because he created me. It doesn't mean I'm perfect, uh, but good enough has a meaning of saying um, I don't have to be afraid of my relationship with him, part, you know, blowing apart. I can can be an idiot and still he's going to be there. Um,
2: He chases us, doesn't he? He chases us because he loves us
1: yep and um you know i don't have to be ashamed i don't have to uh, you know it is what it is and i don't have mm-hmm. to worry about what you think about me you know Isn't I,
2: that so free
1: yeah yeah it is and in fact sometimes you know you say to people it i'm gonna leave here like i was speaking at some place not long or speaking to some people and i just said you know i i want to know if I'm being effective or not, I suppose. But yes. In other ways, I don't need your affirmation in order to feel centered, to feel yes. worthy, you know, or any of that.
2: Yeah. Um, it's very uncomfortable, actually, because especially once you are healed of that, that 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 space has been filled with God's love and God's presence, and you're healthy. Sense of self when it's filled, then if I do speak somewhere, if I do something and I get that, I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, just
1: yeah, 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 you know, yeah. yeah it's okay. please, I'm embarrassed. Please, or I'm I,
2: embarrassed. It's like, that I'm good. I just want to come drop it and you, you know, that, be
1: it's almost reeks of like food gone bad, <laughs> you know, exactly. yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, I don't know if sweets can go bad, but, uh, you know. <laughs> mm, I
2: don't yeah. know,
1: like a pie going know. bad or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think it's, then, you know, and I, I'd like to go back to when you s- use the imagery of a dimmer on a light, because I think that's a brilliant way. And I'm going to use that from now on, because I always just say, when your heart, if someone's listening and they go, I, I don't think I have that security I want to have it. It begins by just saying, God, help me, show me, lead me, surround me, open my eyes. You know, I didn't know why I kept tripping over certain behaviors. That's how it started for me, you know, or you get stuck in a certain pattern and you're like, I got so sick and tired of tripping over this one certain pattern in my life. And that's when I came home from a a trip where it became very obvious. And I was just like, I don't know why I do that. <laughs> uh, you've got to flip the switch. Mm-hmm. Because in my own, I I, am incapable. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called.
1: Well, yeah, you know? we're in the dark and we don't even know where that light switch is in the room. We it's don't. We don't. Dark. we don't even know that we're in the dark. We think this is yeah, light. That's right. We think yes. it's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because most of us that I'm I'm learning, most of us have thankfully the human spirit is very high functioning and and can certainly function, you know, and continue to overcome, but at some point when it starts to make like I just want to be made known, I'll make it known to me. Give me the name of it. You know, that's why I was so intentional with this book, you know, to put a name so somebody can go, Oh. <laughs> like you did I have this
1: you know? yep yep yeah
2: because <laughs> once you name it you can tame it you can heal it you can heal it you can yep. you know and once I knew oh I don't have that you know I started with an attachment quiz I started reading one book and studying and you know that kind of thing and so that's what brings us growth
1: yeah well so in the book some of your yeah. topics are you mentioned some of them can we go back to a few of those because i have a feeling if you're listening today and you feel like this this very well may be something you need to think about now i'm going to suggest to you uh that are listening if you have a mental health issue i think many times mental illnesses are are um The perfect storm for uh, somebody having a mental illness is a dysfunctional family where your brain is constantly having to spend energy or chemicals on certain things that exhaust your brain and your brain kind of gets tired. And uh, so this would be key to taking out some of the drama in your life, I would think. And well, that how, is
2: a great way to put it. And I'm going to use that from now on.
1: And watching <laughs> the performance of the rest of the dysfunctional family or whatever, watching them on stage, but not participating. Yes. And that's sooner or later, not you. even being in the audience.
2: <laughs> that's And that's hard. You know, it's super, super hard. But, you know, one of the initiatives is you sometimes that is what fosters your change is that you do start to recognize such dysfunction. Yeah. And it does it does deplete you of all energy because you're right. You you're just having to sit there and go, Am I crazy? What have I done wrong? What am I doing? I must have done something. Yep. It's my fault that my dad drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my thing. If I just perform and become perfect and I'll make him so proud he'll stop drinking. So we we pick up all of these limiting beliefs we pick up all of these negative narratives that are so false they're just yeah. not true and so yep. once you begin to heal it it does become challenging so i never want to minimize that oh you know you're just the dimmer will go up all the way no but once you start doing with attentiveness and awareness that i want to become more whole i want to become better i want to do better it, I, I just, it's like God just meets you and starts unfolding all of these oh, yeah. beautiful yeah. angelic blessings to help you along the I, I way.
1: Susp- yeah. I wonder how many times the Lord has said in my life and other people's lives, finally, Brad, <laughs> finally. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, I know. I think he just said it last week for me. So
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's finally getting it. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. What yeah. what would okay. be if you sense that you don't um that you don't have secure attachment, what would be some of the first things you could do? And besides, first of all, tell me the name of the book again.
2: Stronger every day. So Nine stronger every day. Healthy you. Stronger every day.
1: By Janelle Rarden, not That's Jarden, it. Um it, Rarden. R-A-R-D-O-N.
2: D-O-N. That's correct. And
1: where do they find that? On Amazon, I'm sure.
2: Yep. Amazon bookstores. It's on all platforms. And my podcast is on all platforms as well. I really would encourage. Yes, I would love for you to have the book. I created a guide to the book with very short videos and lots of additional help tools uh, so I would start with that, but also the podcast, I created it for my own clients initially so that they would just have short teaching after short teaching so they could gain understanding. What is secure attachment? How do I set relational boundaries? How do I find meaning in my life? How do I reframe my thoughts? Very simple, easy, digestible meals on the basic tenets of emotional and mental health. So those are that would be the absolute first place to start. It's all yeah. there for you. You it's and then if you get to where you go, oh, I think I'm not understanding, then you can hire someone or go seek out a counselor, a therapist. But you will have that knowledge. And that's what I want readers and listeners to have.
1: Well, and I honestly believe that the way that we grow and change and the way that we get better and the way that we avoid a learned helplessness is by doing yes. it ourselves, I it can is. read a book, I am able mm-hmm. to do this. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not so helpless that I have to go to somebody and they That's have right. all the information. I am nothing. They are, they have it all. They have their whole eyes. I am learning, uh, you know, not that therapy and talk therapy is bad. It's good no. when done its right. And It has Mm -hmm. to be there. And sometimes we are so broken we need that. But Mm -hmm. you know, pick up a book, even if you feel like I'm scared to death of this or I don't know that I could do this. Get the book, read the book. And and or listen to yes, I listen to all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the thing is, is that I think folks like myself and Janelle figured out along the way is that. There ain't nobody going to do this for me. No. I'm going to have to do it myself.
2: And then it's more effective. It's proven when we yes. internalize it ourselves, when we feed ourselves. And,
1: and that's exactly what I was going to say, because it's when I'm finally tired of this. Yes. And I know I can do something about it. Mm -hmm. and I choose to do something about it, Mm -hmm. then, then it happens. And I I think that's when we hear the Lord say, finally,
2: finally, Mm -hmm. I've been waiting. I have been waiting a long time, son and daughter to have you here. And it really does happen in his presence, which is, you know, can be daunting as well but it's it is very simple to me how i started was just please help me please help me god just help me understand myself i don't understand who can understand what happened to them when they were 2 and 3 and 4 or even in the womb who can understand that we can't understand that but we're left with the affect of it we're left with the drama of it i love how you put that you know we're left with that yeah. drama And sometimes all we know is drama. And so, you know, learning how to not have drama. I've had that happen just as an an additional thought here. So many times in my work with clients, it's just so, and, and with friends too, not just clients. You know, when they finally feel peace or calm, like one woman just sunk back. Like this, you know, and uh, you can't see me, but she sunk back in her chair and she put yep. her hand over her chest and she was so bewildered. She goes, I don't know what I'm feeling right now, but it's so nice. And I went, I think it's peace.
1: Yeah. And peace is really when you're not in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Mode. When yep. you're when you're really finally. You know, somebody uh, we had a fresh hope group last night that I facilitate they they were asking about our our you know how do we handle the worries of the economy right now how do we handle what's going on in the world and how inse- uh, you know it doesn't feel like we can it feels insecure much. yeah mm-hmm. it's very insecure and um i wish i would have thought of saying this last night and i'm going to try to remember to say it next week is that i have a father who takes care of me And even when I screw up, dad's still got it. He's got my back. He has it. He has it. You know.
2: And he's at hand. He's close.
1: And I just read a quote this morning that says, and if not, he is still good. He is. He's still my dad. Yes. And um, he's
2: still my dad. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, the there's a lot of people who worry and fret and stew and Mm -hmm. because of that and because of what they've experienced in their lives. Mm -hmm. So,
2: well, and I think if, if I can add just quickly, I think, um, not to get too neurological, but I think it's important for this conversation that when you have experienced these little T middle T big T traumas in your life, in your developmental stage, when your brain is wiring, when your body is wiring all the things that need to be wired. Yep. If, they're, if they're not wired correctly, then you move through life living out of that little thing in your brain called your amygdala, which is our survival mechanism. That's where the fight, flight, freeze sits. So you live out of the amygdala instead of living out of the hippocampus. So I really just want people to understand that when you are not possessing that secure attachment in your life, because that gives you a grounding, that gives you a capacity to be so resilient. The world might be falling apart. Yes, you'll have your emotions, but you will really have that secure attachment to God as well. I walked with God almost 40 years before I found out about secure attachment. And no wonder I couldn't trust him completely. Yep. No wonder. It, no wonder why
1: there's this disconnect between our heads. It that says I mm-hmm. trust him, and that my heart, when things go rough, I trust myself.
2: Longest journey ever from your yep. head to your heart.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So well, good, Brad. Yeah. So good. Well, this is really important for people to know about. I thank you for uh, sharing with us today yeah. and being here with us on the podcast. Um, would you mind praying? for the people who are it. listening and potentially dealing with these issues.
2: Father God, we do pray. We pray for every person who has somehow found their way to this podcast. I know how miraculous that can be when I find a podcast just through skimming through or scrolling, mm-hmm. and then it's so powerful. So I pray today. Today is your day. Listener, listen, hear me, hear Brad. You are here by divine providence. God has brought you here to hear this conversation, to open your eyes, Mm -hmm. to open your ears, to give you confidence. So I just pray that you would begin just like I did. And I'm sure Brad as well. Just God help me show me what I need to know right now so that I can begin becoming who you want me to be. Maybe my, my past history is a hot mess. Yeah. But today is a new day. Mm-hmm. Today is my day. Say that with me. Today is my day. Yep. God is real. God is going to be helping me. He's going to show up. Yep. In Jesus' name.
1: Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Janelle. Um, my let's, honor. Let's. Your podcast is heart lift for today.
2: Today's heart lift. Or today's, today's heart,
1: heart lift. lift. Boy, I get. <laughs> can you tell i was one of these children who um i called my great-grandparents grandpa great and grandma great and i love
2: that
1: i have always switched things around but it's on (laughs) their it's on their tombstone or their gravestone yeah i love that um great
2: i love that so affirming
1: (laughs) so um but so it's
2: just do this let me make it really super simple Brad.
1: let's do that
2: go to www.heartliftcentral.com
1: heartliftcentral now that i can remember heartliftcentral.com and you'll see all about janelle
2: you'll find it and
1: you should be able to find that link in the show notes on today's podcast Mm -hmm. again thank you so much for being here And uh, what a privilege it is to know you as a friend. And um, oh, love on those grandchildren. That's God's reward. That's God's reward to you for not having killed your own children during their (laughs) puberty.
2: Exactly. I know. That's definitely the reward of of perseverance. Yes. Perseverance. Creating a next generation that's healthier than my husband and I. That was our goal
1: so my friends thank you so much for joining us and if if you've enjoyed today's podcast and found it helpful and you're listening on itunes be sure and leave uh some comments that helps other people find us as well as feel free to pass this on to your friends and anybody um of course if you're coming from a family of drama you might not want to send it to all the relatives (laughs) quite yet but um yeah, it's uh it's a good thing. And um feel free to write me. I, I do read my own emails. Um I may be slow to respond sometimes, but if you have an idea, you have a question, or you'd like to hear a certain topic uh covered, it's pastor brad at freshhope.us, pastor brad at freshhope.us, and just drop me a line. And I love hearing from you. And um so bottom line is, is, you know, help people find this podcast. And um, if you're interested in anything with Fresh Hope, just go to freshhope.us. We've got all kinds of groups, support, we've got free resources, many, many things. Well, my friend, it's time for this episode or this edition to end. And um, I want to thank you for listening. And um, I pray that the Lord holds you in that perfect peace, that perfect spot of security because he's got you and you can trust him so until next time may his hope hold you i'm brad Hayes, and this has been another edition of fresh hope for mental health
0: you've been listening to fresh hope for mental health if you have an opportunity please review share and subscribe to the fresh hope for mental health podcast on itunes or on the service that you use we encourage you to share our podcast on social media with your friends and family. Previous podcasts of Fresh Hope for Mental Health can be found at freshhopeformentalhealth.com, iHeart Radio, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. Fresh Hope is one of the leading networks of faith-based peer support groups internationally. For more information about Fresh Hope, go to freshhope.us.